0: Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 48. John and Wendy talk to Andy Devers. I'm your host, John.
1: And I'm Wendy. How's it going, John?
0: Well, happy new year, Wendy.
1: Yes, 2019.
0: Hard, so hard to believe. It, it's not <laughs> quite there yet, but you know, as we pull back the curtain, uh is gonna end or start kind of on a A sadder note from an HR podcast perspective, we found out that our good friends, Mark and Dennis over at Hostile Work Environment, have wrapped up their show.
1: Yeah, with no notice. They just kind of sprung it out there, didn't they?
0: Yeah, I think that's probably not necessarily the worst way to go. So, you know, it's obviously a bit of a shock, but I'm sure it's something they thought a lot about. And, uh, you know, as I mentioned on social about the time that it actually happened, I'm sorry that they did it, but I certainly understand why and glad that they have the content that they have out there. And I'm extremely thankful that we got to spend time with them, not only uh-huh. to record our show, their show, and then I had a chance to talk with them again at ASHRA this year in, in, or in 2018, it was coming out in 2019. But in right. ASHRA, the, <laughs> the, the ASHRA conference was one of the highlights of that year, getting to meet those guys and spend time with them. So told them yeah. they've got a open seat here anytime they want to come on you know once the dust settles and they get that jones in to start podcasting again but we <laughs> wanted to to wish mark and dennis well we're sorry mm-hmm. to see that they're gone at least for the time being if you've not listened to hostile work environment take time after you listen to our show of course go check yes. them out <laughs> hwpodcast.com listen to our <laughs> show with them listen to all their other content two employment attorneys that make what they do a lot of fun and oh yeah they they will certainly be missed in terms of podcast content but glad to glad to know they're still out there doing what they're doing and we wanted to to make sure that we mentioned that
1: yes definitely and i you know we do wish them well and um i expect we'll see them uh at least on our podcast and maybe we'll see them at some events where we can have some very special episodes uh with some fun cases that they find and just can't can't not share. Uh, very bad grammar there, but best way to put it in my mind. <laughs> well, I, I,
0: I think you said it well. Well, enough about yep. the not so great part of of what we're doing, yeah. or the the sad part when saying farewell to a podcast. I'm really excited about this podcast and our guest. Oh, I'm going to let you make the introduction, and we will get started.
1: Yes, I'm so excited to welcome Andy Devers tonight. She is an HR technologist and change management expert. She has built her career in global HR compliance, HR process improvement, and shared services across all functions of HR. Uh, It was a pleasure to meet her this summer at SHRM 18, and so I hope we'll get to see her again soon. But for now, Andy, welcome to the show, and
2: what's in your glass? It's chilly here in the Pacific Northwest, and I'm having a hot cup of tea to keep me warm. What about y'all? I will be
1: having a glass of wine soon, but I just walked in the door from work, so <laughs> haven't had a chance to open the bottle yet.
0: <laughs> and and I am sitting in a hotel room in Chattanooga, Tennessee, of all places, uh, enjoying some water. Does it need to hydrate while I travel? <laughs> but Andy, you know, I, I I told Wendy I don't I don't know if we had a chance to to visit it all in Chicago or not, and I'm sorry for that. You know, I don't know a lot about your background. How exactly did you get started in HR?
2: Oh yeah, you know, and we didn't get to chat a ton in Chicago because Germ was just go go go, you know. Um, but um, I happened into HR. I'm one of those HR people. I'm actually um, a scientist by education, and um, took a job at Target stores out of out of college, and um, they needed an HR manager. Um, and they stuck me in that position because I had had some experience doing, um, a lot of leadership and like organizational stuff. And somehow that qualified me to be in HR <laughs> at the time. And I just, uh, I just fell in love with it. <laughs> I know people, it's funny. I sometimes I talk to people who are, how do I get into HR? You know, I can't get in. And then I tell them my story and they're like, seriously, I'm like, yeah, I know, <laughs> but that's, but that's yeah. how it happened. It, uh, uh there's. There's a lot of us like that.
0: What type of science were you pursuing?
2: Oh, okay. Um, I was actually, um, I did, you know, I completed my biology degree and I was pre-med. So I was actually waiting to apply and, and go to medical school and decided I'd get some work experience underneath my belt while while I was waiting to do that and, you know, setting up on MCATs and such. So I feel like um, I bring a lot of those skills that research analytics Problem solving. I bring a lot of uh, that into my HR work, which is kind of interesting. How I've been able to to cross skill some of the um, some of the skill sets.
1: I, I think you're the first pre med person really? we've had on the show. That's very interesting.
2: Throw I, you in I with all, so. yeah.
1: We've had nuclear engineer. I think Mary Faulkner was a ph- going into physics. Um, so, yay! It's it's just fascinating um where everybody really came is. from and, and how we got to where we are. <laughs> so um your current title I believe is like an HR business partner. What do you really enjoy about that? And how do you go about building relationships not only with your customers, but peers that are considered HR, you know quote specialists, those that do recruiting benefits,
2: um, that kind of thing. Well the great thing about that business partner role and and I know it's bit of a, a buzz term in HR right now it's that's kind of like the it job to have um, nowadays but it really is working very closely with with business leaders um, and understanding what are they trying to achieve and, and the people impacts of that but then also being able to work so closely with so many other um, HR specialists so um, I partner all the time with our benefits um, folks employee relations so our, you know employment attorneys, um HR systems folks and those are just some of the people that come off the top of my head so um apologies up front if you're in an area that I didn't uh mention but it's it really is an area where you can touch all areas of HR and then also make an impact back to business
0: do you run much into I'm going to use the term turf war cuz it's not the best way to put it but having worked in a in organizations previously that had what I would call generalist manager, business partner, those folks in the field really kind of embedded day to day. And then you've got, I'm going to call it a corporate function, whether people hate me for that, I'm sorry, but you know, those centralized things, do you ever run into any strife over that?
2: Strife, um, AKA silos perhaps. Yeah, sure. Sure. (laughs) Sure. It's sure. You know, it's, you know, I'll be honest there. And it's never intentional, It's never intentional, and I think that's, too, with with my process improvement hat on is in that process. It's really just understanding roles, responsibilities, who's on point, and then really collaboration skills, so understanding this is what we're trying to solve for and how can we work together to get back to that end, and and generally what I have found is that if I go in with clear expectations, um, a clear idea about what problem we're trying to solve for, and I take me, out of it, and you, I can usually um, get to that collaboration piece. And all right, so how do we work together to, to get this done? And then, hey, how do we make this more efficient next time we go through this? And how do we share that? I, I, I,
0: like that. I totally, I totally attitude. agree. And yeah, I, 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 like I said, I use Strife for. Uh, I think Strife is better than Turf War. You know, <laughs> I think what I always found was that you know sometimes I think people get so wrapped up in the function, they don't necessarily. See the business, right? I, I think, especially when you're someone like you, that's—I'll you know, use the term "embedded." But if you're out there in it, it's a different perspective. And so sometimes it really is helping people to understand that, you know, hey, we—yes, I, I get that we have to look at these things, but it's also very, very important that we understand the business. And I think that's where sometimes that there's that rub, oh, right? You know, and you got to cool. keep one one foot, one foot in here, and one foot yeah, over there. Absolutely. So I, I certainly understand yeah, that. And I
2: think one of the benefits that I personally have is I've been in a center of excellence before um, and I've been out, you know, in the field or, or with the business, um, whether that's in a field office or at, or as an expat. So I also have that perspective of what's what it's like on the other side of the HR fence, if you will, um, and then working together to message that back out to the business and to get the right business outcomes. Which really it really helps,
0: Andy. you've spent the last several years working in in the tech space, and curious i don't, I think we've had maybe a couple of guests in the past that work similar realm, but are there challenges that you've seen from an h r perspective working in, in tech and and kind of where you are now that maybe you haven't encountered elsewhere in the past?
2: You know, I feel like if I would have tried to enter this question. You know, five years ago, even I, I would have said yes. There's absolutely differences, but you know, I feel like everyone has the same problems around. If I can use the quote with my air quotes here, if y'all could see it, but with the war for talent and finding people who are technical, who are analytical, who are strategic, with an emphasis in customer service, and and people in the tech industry are, are asking for those things um, as well as sales. Um, You know, sales functions, sales companies, um, hospitality, we're we're all wanting those skill sets and those types of employees. So I think that there's some specific jobs or functions around that, but the actual talent and some of the problems that we have, I don't know that they're unique to tech anymore. Everyone wants good benefits. Um, Everyone wants work-life balance, remote work, telework, you know, great great people and um, great salaries and all those pieces. And so... I don't, I don't see that divide anymore like I used
0: to. I think as one of our previous guests called, it's the talent puddle.
2: Yes, <laughs>
0: regardless I like that. of where we are, you know, I, you know, and I'm in, I'm yeah. in construction primarily, right? And it's the same. We obviously look for people that have certain skills, but you know, it is very difficult to identify. And it, it I don't want to say it's nice to hear, but it's, it's good to hear that that's not any one place, you know. So just like it's a programmer as opposed to a A skilled equipment operator. There, you know, the the challenges are unfortunately all the same across the board. I know.
2: Um, So the process improvement person in me says, "Well, that's actually actually not a bad thing." So there's a lot of learnings that we can get from each other across different industries and functions. As HR practitioners, the recruiter in me kind of thinks, "Ooh, (laughs) well, still a problem, right? Like, how do we?" how do we get the right people on board and, and retain them or how are we developing them? So it's an interesting problem to have right now.
0: I think the good news is we're going to, we're going to have it for a while <laughs>
2: <laughs> or yes. bad news. According how you want to look right. at it.
1: Well, that's why we need to work together on, on some of it too. So I like that. Well, Andy, and one of the reasons that, you know, we know you is because you're a blogger yeah. and you've been blogging for a while. You've got a personal blog. You've, you write for Workology. You've been on the Sherm blogging team, so we have to know what are some of the highlights of uh, of being a blogger.
2: I I love blogging, and my I guess my my time spent in blogging has gone up and down just as um, life changes and as work and career changes. I mean, but you know, I started blogging back in oh nine, which. The blogging and, and that space and social media has changed so much, but I would definitely have to say my my highlights are, and this might sound kind of cheesy, but it's true, I love networking and meeting other other bloggers, other people in the space. It's been incredible to see the amount of growth um, of HR practitioners in the space and sharing and, and connecting. Um, I love my relationship with SHARP. So, I've been a very active member of my local chapters, and that's actually where I um, started part of my, I guess, blogging journey and uh, around networking. And so I really do love and appreciate that relationship that I've been able to build with SHRM. And that's just, you know, a lot of that's for me personally, Um, but also just being able to give back, um, particularly as an HR person who doesn't have an HR degree, you know, those. Those first few years within um, HR was, was leaning on other HR practitioners and, you know, going to meetings and saying, hey, I have this going on, what's going, you know, how would you handle this? Those are some of the things that I would consider, I guess, highlights.
1: Well, it sounds like highlights to me. I, and I, I'm going to have to agree with you. I think that's been the great part of, of blogging and getting involved and, yeah, and that, that ability to give back. Plus we get to meet great people like you. So it's awesome. <laughs> well, Andy, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, the half hour question connection. Do you remember how you first connected with us?
2: I, I know the first time we met in person was definitely at the last Sherm conference, but I know I'd been reading and following y'all. Um, on Twitter for, for some time before that. So, um, I don't have a date. I'm sorry. But, we don't um, either. But I, <laughs> yeah. I this is just, more for us. Like, how do we know you? Yeah, I, I you know, we definitely um, synced up around um, the Sherm blogging teams. Um, but I had been reading and following y'all, um, you know, well before, well before that. So I was just excited to be able to meet y'all uh, in person and just that, you know, have that connection of that real presence and not just an online friendship.
0: Andy, can you talk to us a little about how networking's helped in your career and what's been really effective for you when it comes to networking?
2: I can. Um, you know, networking, it's I mean, that old adage is not about, you know, it's, it's all about kind of who you know. There's some truth to that. So it's definitely helped, you know, not only from a career perspective, but you know, like I mentioned earlier, sometimes you're hitting your head on on something and it's, hey, I just need another perspective on how this might work or what this might look like. And just being able to have that sounding board. So there's definitely been some personal and professional pieces. And I felt I felt kind of bad. I don't know that I'm the best networker. I'm totally friendly. I'm very upbeat, a lot of positive energy. But when it comes to networking, I really have to put a lot of effort into it. So I am the person who will um, put it on my calendar. I want to talk to four people this month and then I'll pick the people. I, um, I'd be very, very mindful of it. Whereas I think about other people who just, it just comes so naturally to them. It helps to have a plan, understand what you're trying to accomplish, who you want to, to speak with. I oftentimes even come with questions and kind of um, a starter um, <laughs> to kind of get things going so that, people understand a little bit about me and what I hope to get out of networking with them and what I also think um, they might gain out of networking with me as well. I like that. So, Andy, who do you read and follow for HR Insights? Man, quite a few. Um, of course, I'm a big follower of the Sherm blog. Um, I love Jennifer McClure. Um I've been really into Adam Grant lately, um, actually just since the, the the latest conference. So usually every six months, I'm kind of cycling through. I'm trying to think of some others off the top of my head. I've been really into a benefits space lately. So um, I've been doing a lot of hashtags around wellness and benefits, work life hashtags. There's a lot of cool things going on in that space as well. As I was going to say, and of course, Workology, and, and I always love uh, I always like y'all's uh, y'all's tweets and your podcast as well.
0: I tell you, I, we're gonna go broke sending out checks. Uh, <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> thank you.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
1: but thank you. Uh,
0: well, Andy, you, you mentioned Sherm a little earlier in terms of your involvement locally and, and being engaged there. How else do you enjoy giving back to the HR community?
2: You know, I think blogging and getting information out there is certainly um, one um, one way. But something I'm really passionate about, and it goes a little bit back to how I got my start in HR, is I'm super passionate about um, helping new grads get into get into HR. So I have started several um, HR, um, oh, I guess like new to HR mentoring groups and mentoring circles, I'm trying to connect them with either internship opportunities or opportunities right out of school so so they can get their feet wet. And I find a lot of, I found just a lot of joy and a lot of goodness out of doing that kind of of work. And I'm very passionate about HR and I'm, I'm just, you know, when I was in school, you know, I guess just being in the College of Natural Sciences, I wasn't in the school of business. So I had no idea that there were people who did kind of work that we do. And that it was so much more than just hiring and firing people. So people who feel like they are called to do that type of work and they're studying for it, um, I really like um, being involved in growing the next generation of HR people. That's pretty cool. I like that. Helping helping the little ones. (laughs) Absolutely. Helping the the next generation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Andy, what is your
2: favorite movie? You know, it rotates. But um, coming off of the holidays, and I can't. I cannot get through a holiday season without watching a lot of Elf. So I am, I'm elfed out right now. But um, it's a, it's always the first movie that comes to mind, and particularly this type of year. And then Die Hard, which I can watch all year round. We'll throw it out
0: there because <laughs> it is that time. Is it? Do you yeah. consider Die Hard a Christmas movie? It
2: it's totally a Christmas movie. Yes. It's totally a Christmas. Movie. Yes. <gasps> yes!
0: Take that, Wendy. We've talked oh about adding that as a question for this question connection, and there you go.
1: Oh, oh I'm, I'm thank gonna, you. The check truly is in the mail Yeah, my my next campaign is going to be "Last Christmas" is not really a Christmas song. <laughs> yes, it is. No, it's not. The it's breakup song. Uh, well,
2: that's
0: well, right. Oh, well. speaking of speaking of music. Speaking of music, Andy, what about your favorite musician or band?
2: Um, I love the Red Hot Chili Peppers and have been a fan for um, a number of years, particularly some of their the older stuff. But, yeah, it's probably one of my favorite bands. Dave Matthews. I don't think anyone said the Red
1: Hot Chili Peppers yet. That's a – bringing up bringing up that 90s music. Yeah. <laughs> that was just a great era for for music. Um, and it, just it really it. was. I, I agree. I agree. How about a favorite
2: TV show? I watch a lot of TV. (laughs) And I hate admitting that too. I don't know that I have a favorite TV show. Um, I'm trying to think about something that I can watch over and over again. It's probably The Office, uh, the U.S. version. Uh, I know that uh, a lot of folks are divided between the U.K. and the U.S. version, but I
1: really enjoy The Office. That's uh, over and over and over again, isn't it? Oh,
2: yeah, absolutely. And I always, my heart always goes out to to Toby, the HR guy. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, as HR people, oh, how many Toby. times have you walked into some of those those situations? Or you know, you have a Jim, you have a Pam, you have a Dwight. I mean, it just it um, it's funny, but it also resonates oftentimes with me. Too much sometimes, mm-hmm. right?
0: <laughs> Andy, we always look for connection, and we connected over Die Hard being a Christmas movie, you I. Know? <laughs> <laughs> Say, too, I, you mentioned the office about a month ago or, you know, however long in podcast time now. They actually did a uh, uh, an auction of office uh. props. And, I mean, down to the phones, the individual's phones, but they had Toby's green, fly, you know, he had that green <laughs> foam bone <Nah. laughs> that was in his office. That was and I almost I was I was about a hair, a hair away from bidding on it just to see because I would love to have something from that show. You know, who knows what it went for. I didn't follow it because it was already, you know, it was probably more than I wanted to spend. I was like, well maybe I'll buy it for myself as like a, a Christmas present. But oh. they had they had Pam's desk. Can you imagine buying a desk at an auction? It was bananas. It was I didn't see what the numbers vetted out, but the fact that like, every major yes. character you could buy their phone is hysterical, you know, right. That some, that some prop oh, shop yeah. was just like, we're done, get it out of here. Absolutely. Un- I, I should have looked at it. I should have kept track of it, but that, that particularly that uh-huh. bone in Toby's office was so unique. I thought, oh, well, if I put that up in my probably, office, would people no, probably get it? Not, <laughs> but but probably they know what it's
2: probably not, <laughs> but maybe a hardcore fan, but <laughs> probably not. the great thing about probably that probably is um, there's probably someone out there who um, can or has done a replica of it, so you might be able to have your own replica. Oh, I'm, <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm go, sure, yeah, I'm sure. When, when you're not watching Elf or Die Hard, and you're not listening to the Chili Peppers, Dave Matthews, and not watching The Office, what else do you like to do outside of work?
2: My goodness, I have um, a very young child, so I have a three-year-old toddler. So I feel like most um, every free moment I have when I'm not working or trying to blog or any of those other things is spent with him, which is, you know, he just brings me so much, you know, it just brings me so much joy. Um And sometimes a little bit of frustration, you know, we're in, um I guess, a terrible threes. <laughs> we just crossed over and we're working on potty training. And, um but I've learned so much about myself, you know, just becoming a parent, you know, I would you know, all those things that uh, people say about having kids are just, they kind of, all those cliches just ring true. But, you know, I spend a lot of time with the family outside of, outside of work. Awesome. They so are. are fun. Sometimes they they remind you of
1: your, you know, employees sometimes. Yeah, totally. Um. You know what,
2: he's, <laughs> he's gone through the funniest phase and where, um, and I knew it was going to be coming, but he's in the Batman. And so whenever we get home, he talks about putting on his Batman outfit. And so uh, he kind of gears up and, and, and such and, um. He just started insisting that he wears the Batman outfit to school.
0: This oh weekend, gosh. I'll be
2: looking for another Batman outfit. So that <laughs> you can rotate them so he's not wearing the same dirty one yeah. i trying to watch it every
1: evening. Yeah. Yeah, you so. you need the rotation.
0: And he's, he's much too young, but you could always tell him that when you talk to him, my claim to fame is I was killed in the Batman comic a year and a half ago.
1: <laughs> my friend's the writer on
0: Batman. My friend's been writing Batman for about three years now. And he, and he killed a bunch oh, wow. of his friends I killed in Batman. So that's Michael Vandervoort's <laughs> favorite thing about me. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, I know he wouldn't get it. but <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're trying to keep to, I guess, the more lively aspects of Batman. We're Yes, haven't yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right in the bold Batman. Yeah, I get it. I
0: get it. <laughs> well, but I was not Miles killed by Batman. Fact. I was just killed in the comic.
2: <laughs> okay, okay. I was like, uh, we will save that nugget for when he's older, though. There you, maybe there you bring, go. Maybe I'll bring him Four. out to a shrim conference when he's older, and uh, and then uh, we can have that chat. That'll be good, though. There, you, there go. you go.
1: There you go. And Andy, if you were not in the HR profession, what do you think you'd be doing?
2: There's a good shot that I'd probably be doing something medically, you know, or medicine related. I guess something that might just be kind of fun, or something that maybe I might want to do when I retire and kind of get out of um, the HR life. It's probably a professor. And I know that's kind of a, a common answer, but the whole idea of, like, writing tests and giving tests and grading and using uh, different colored pens, I love all that kind of stuff. I would totally be a that word <laughs> out there a professor. Totally. You, you
1: could do that with employee evaluations. You could get oh. the different colored pens and
2: <laughs> <laughs> get some stickers. St- could you imagine? That would be fun. Good job. Well, I can't imagine going to college and I'm writing Let's stickers. So I can think I'm cuckoo, cachu. but um, I would probably say I'm doing something <laughs> education related, uh, you know, at the collegiate level or something. Which would would probably be what I might be doing if I wasn't in the HR. That's awesome. Well, Andy,
0: we're 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 glad that you're not practicing higher yes. ed. We're glad that you're not in medicine because if you were, we probably wouldn't know you, and we certainly wouldn't be talking to you tonight. So glad that's not no. the case. I do want to congratulate you, though. You've successfully completed the question connection. You survived our conversation at large, and, and we really are very, very appreciative of you being with us tonight. For our listeners that don't know you, that aren't following you right now, knowing after they've heard you, they're going to want to, tell us what's the best way for them to reach you out there.
2: Yeah. So I am the girl on HR I'm on Twitter and Instagram, and... um Whenever I have new blog posts, I'll make sure that they are they're up in those locations. But yes, please follow me on Twitter Instagram.
0: We will make sure to add that to the show notes. Wendy, how about you? How can the listeners find you out there?
2: The best way to find me is on
1: my blog, MyDailyJourney.com. Daily is D as in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. And uh, also be sure you mark the fourth Sunday of each month, 7 p.m. Eastern time for our monthly Twitter chat. We will be back in January with a whole new year and um, fun conversations. How about you, John?
0: Easiest way to find me, hrsocialharapodcast.podbean.com. You'll find links to all my social there. And while you're there, if you listen to this show and there are shows that you haven't heard, like, for example, that Hostile Work Environment show that we did, download rate, review, subscribe, whatever platform you may be listening on, whatever you can do to help us continue to boost the signal. We always really, really do appreciate it. So again, Andy, thanks for being with us. And so for the HR Social Hour Half Hour podcast, I'm John.
1: And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect,
0: give back, and network. network. Take care, everyone.
1: We'll see you soon.